Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show here on Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners uh, updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, Rick, uh, each Friday, these are the fine people, the reason we're here. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the uh, number is 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com. Anywhere in the world, and if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. But, folks, as we've mentioned uh-huh. more than once, limited parking yeah. downtown right now. Festival weekend. It's festival weekend, and I want you to enjoy the festival this weekend with all the activities, the parades and all, and uh, across from us here at the studios of Kane Radio. Uh, the festival uh, rides and all have set up here in Bullini Plaza in downtown New Iberia. But in the meantime, uh, time to get to fishing, freshwater, saltwater fishing. Rick, what you hear? Tony, on freshwater, I haven't heard too much locally. Uh, the basin is low. I see it bumped up just a tad, but it's, it's still low. And if you run in a chaffalaya, just be careful and know where you're going. And uh, like I said, the water's low. Now, on the saltwater side, I've been hearing they're catching a, a couple of good limits of specks, not no big, big specks, but right there in the cove. And like I told you earlier this morning, I seen about four or five boats pass my shop when I was getting ready to come over here. And uh, But rather, you know, in the fishing, uh, the duck hunting's been a little different. But, uh, you know, I know you probably want to talk about that a little later. But, you know, fishing is, uh, once the basin bumps up a little bit, Tony, it, it'll get better. But right now, the water's just so daggone low, you know. Yeah, at, uh, as of 6 o'clock this morning, it's 3.17 feet. Yeah. Or, excuse me, at 5 o'clock this morning, it's 3.17 feet. And right. Of course, flood stage is 20 feet, but uh, yeah. it's nowhere near that. And it's pretty much uh, uh, just flatlined uh, at 3.1. It looks like it's going to be close to that. But like you said, it's been bouncing up and down. Of course, draining uh, Henderson Lake, too effective uh, September 1st. First has something to do with that also, but in the meantime, uh, like you said, Rick, boy, the mudflats yeah. surely do appear yeah. at three at three feet. And uh, then you uh, got to watch too, Tony. When the water gets high, it, it shifts a lot of floaters and logs and trash around. So then, when the water drops out, a lot of this stuff you think you're, you're running in three or four, five, six feet of water, but you're not. And you know you just got to be careful because. Uh, Today's lower units are not cheap, you know, oh, and some of the parts hard. are hard to find for them, you know. Yeah, you're right about so that. So anyway, just be careful out there, and, uh, you know, it's the, the water's low. Anyway, with regards to fishing right now, Rick, uh, I don't know if you've been out recently, but uh, what, what, do you, what would be working right now in the freshwater fishing uh, in our area? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the areas I like to fish, Tony, I'd be throwing a spinnerbait uh, probably right now. But the problem with that, the water is so low. You know, fishing the areas that we fished, the last time that I went, it was, you know, when the water was this low last year, when you you just move your boat, there's very little water, so it's like the fish feel the vibration. You can't even walk in the boat, so they, it's like 30 yards in front of you, so the fish dart, you know, off of the target area, so it's just, it, the water's just too shallow to fish. Yeah, it's amazing, too, when you think about it, uh, all the nice water we had, uh, and, of course, with the heat, 
But uh, in yeah. the meantime, uh, the water levels being so down, and like you mentioned, lower yeah. units, gee. Oh, yeah. Man, you don't, you no telling what you're hitting the water. And of Ooh. course, at three foot, yeah. you know, with a big engine on the back. Right. You know, that's uh, questionable, so yeah. to speak. Because fishing, Tony, uh, you know, five to six feet of water makes a lot of difference than a foot and a half and two feet, you know. Because most boats, it, it takes a good foot, foot and a half of water just, just for the boat, you know, to float. And uh, and then when you start running your trolling motor and, you know, you're stirring up the bottom and just making noise, it's just just not enough water, you know, in a bunch of areas to fish right now. Well, usually, you know, you would have this time of year, we'd have enough water to fish that area. So I'm waiting for the water to bump back up a little bit, and uh, it'll cool off, and, yeah. and it'll come back up. Uh, well, you know, six feet uh, would be nice. Yeah, you know, between right four now. and six, right. Would be nice right now. So uh, in the meantime, uh, elsewhere in the meantime, uh, the Louisiana Private Recreational Red Snapper Landing Estimates uh, came through, and this is through September the 10th. Of course, this being the 22nd. Anyway, uh, the uh, limit, of course, uh, Louisiana has a uh, allocation of 934,587 pounds right now. We're at 82.1% last week. I think it was right at about 80, give or take a percent. And uh, so far right now, 767,293 pounds uh, have been caught and harvested uh, through that September 10th date. And, of course, uh, on Monday the 17th, uh, July 17th, the daily krill limit was increased to four fish Per person, 16-inch total limit, size limit uh, until the recreational landings approach uh, that Louisiana allocation. And uh, uh, just looking uh, at my math, too, right now, uh, we're approximately about 160,000 pounds away from that. So that's still – and, you know, with school back in. Yeah, uh, slowed it down a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the teal hunting season, dove hunting yeah. started up. Uh, deer hunting's right around the corner. Uh, and you've got a lot of guys that do both. And uh, in the oh, meantime yeah. – uh, Looks like uh, we, we're going to go another few weeks uh, uh, yeah. with that because, uh, like I said, it only increased about 30,000 pounds in the last estimate. So uh, and with 160,000 still left to go approximately. Uh, Tony, back in the day, years back, what, what, do you remember, did they even have a, a, a limit on snapper? I, I, can't I was re- trying to remember. I can't, I can't recall. Okay. Uh, at one time they had no limit. That's you what know, I, yeah. You know, it was dead. Yeah. Until you, they wanted well, to let the commercial snap really kill them, you know. Yeah, yeah. you're right about that. But Not kill them, but you know what I'm saying. Really put a hurt on them. Yeah, the stress. They would go factor. out there and mop them up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the stress factor was pretty great too right. in that regard. So but, that's uh, when I think they came in up with with stricter limits, and you know, so many and so much poundage. And, yeah, remember at one time in the last few years, it was just two. Right. Yeah, you had to go way out there to fish. It cost you yeah. more than gas, and it, and then one, the, at one point uh, you couldn't even catch. Uh, snap them all right. That's right. right. I think because, you're right about yeah, that. It was they had years like two ago. years they was letting them regenerate. Yeah, yeah, and that was probably 15, 20 years ago. Yes, sir. Yeah, right. yeah it was pretty okay, uh, that's was what pretty, I thought. Pretty good time. Yeah. So, in the meantime, uh, redfish abundant out there. And uh, yeah. if you want to uh, go out there and catch four, bring a three or four year out there, get you some nice snapper in that regard. So, uh, also, uh, nice uh, uh, with this, uh, of course, the CCA store tournament's <laughs> over effective September 4th, but they're gathering and uh, pretty much. Everything that we read out last week was pretty much the final say-so with that. Of course, the big thing is polygraph testing. Uh, You know, if you haven't gone through it already and you're on the board, so that's going to take place too. So, uh, of course, the one lone uh, 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 redfish we're aware of that was tagged was caught uh, midway through the summer when usually you hear about that always being caught uh, in the first or second week of the uh, CCA tournament. It took uh, a while this year. Yeah, it did. It really did. And I'm not sure. I remember last year we had a 
person call in and say that uh, heck uh, they caught tag redfish, but they weren't they weren't registered in the tournament or two. Uh, they even caught a tag redfish that was a year old, yeah. and all. So uh, they're out there still. So uh, with that, uh, anyway, in the meantime, I just always like to give a shout out uh, to young people. And uh, oh yeah, definitely. With that, Rick, uh, a couple of young people distinguished themselves and uh, saw this article. Uh, it was in the local paper, uh, the Iberian, uh, with regards to Catholic High School uh, student Connor Leger, a sixth grader on the fishing team. Uh, they had a, a pretty good-sized bass tournament uh, for the high schools over in the junior division. It was a 32-boat field in Manchac. And uh, young Connor uh, finished the regular season open with a friend, his friend Grayson Young, also a sixth grader. And they uh, on that fishing team that they began – with a ride across Lake Pontchartrain, of course, Manchac uh, runs along uh, that uh, Interstate 55 there. Okay, uh, the yeah, it right. goes right. from uh, the Old Hammond Highway out to yeah. uh, Pontchartula. Tony, Lake Pontchartrain is pretty. Oh, it's a sizable lake. It's, it's pretty good size. <laughs> 24 miles across I one way, and I want to say a good 60 uh, east to west, so to okay. speak. North, south, uh, so about they had 24 a good ride miles. Then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was about 8.30 in the morning, and uh, they were fishing out there. And, uh, you know, they ended up uh, doing well in this tournament. So I want to give them a little hats off. And, uh, of course, their coach is uh, Jacob Schutman Shoot. at the Catholic oh, yeah. High. Yeah. And, uh, you know, brought him out there to fish, and uh, they were excited. They brought in a, a fish to weigh, and, uh, and a little nerve-wracking because it was right there on the borderline. Because yeah, they uh, weighed in first, so they had to wait. And, that, man, that is nerve-wracking. You know, oh, yeah. and uh, especially uh, some 12-year-olds, uh, oh, 11, 12-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, cool, man. Hoping to hit the board, and, uh, right. of course, they held their breath. And uh, when another couple of two-man teams showed up right. with two-pound uh, class bass, but uh, the suspense speak, though, uh, with that when a, a group of kids out of LaForche, uh, Bass Masters High School team, did the final uh, bass limit, and uh, they ended up, uh, it was good enough for second place, the uh, other team from LaForche, and they uh, ended up uh, having a nice bass. So uh, congratulations to them. Uh, oh, always yeah, nice always yeah. nice to see the young kids get yeah. out there fishing and show That's some right. enthusiasm and all and hats off i'll mention again the iberry riding gun club will give away a couple or as many as yeah. four some years uh with regards to uh right. lifetime uh and i know jacob licenses. personally tony i know he's proud of those young guys and that's you know they did a good job yeah just uh an article here says that just watching uh the way in after they weighed in was kind of exciting knowing that they had a chance at big bass and the whole time they never got uh, knocked off it was pretty happy for them, but Jacob went on to say in their first tournament, pretty cool. And uh, anyway, uh, Mark Leger, uh, I guess the dad that drove the boat uh, yeah. with his son out there. So uh, Johnny Cannon and Grayson in Manchac was a CHS fishing team with junior division partners Roman Segura and Walker Hidalgo, along with Hollis Dago and Vincent uh, Soprano, who recently uh, competed in the 2023 Bassmaster Junior National Championship after qualifying in 22-23. So uh, Segura Hidalgo were captained by Segura's uh, gr- uh, paternal grandfather, Vic Segura, yep, who, who's been a fisherman for probably 40 years oh, or yeah. more, yep. uh, along with uh, Brock Daigle, captain the Daigle Sopranos. So uh, hats off to these guys, young guys, uh, with fishing. And uh, I want to give a little report about that. Oh, so, yeah. uh, Hopefully they'll stick with it, Tony. And, uh, you know, it's uh, nothing like catching a few fish, spending time on the water, you know, and just uh, enjoying life. Yeah. And before we get into our break, uh, I want to talk to people uh, on the air about, uh, man, this just, uh, and you wonder why the uh, speckled trout fishing has uh, gone kind of south is uh, because of the uh, these big commercial boats. I can't believe that. With the pogies, yeah. man. I mean, 
uh, they dumped 850,000 fish off of Louisiana coast, spurring for new calls for fishing limits, and thousands of dead Manhattan and redfish washed up on uh, the shore at one of the parishes uh, west of us. And uh, yeah. this, these massive, you know, these boats go in there, and they, they pull in too many fish, and they can't pull it out. Uh, something needs to be done, and uh, some of these big companies catching these uh, Manhattan or the pogies, as we call them here, that's a speckled trout's uh, filet mignon. Yeah. You know, they love oh, this yeah. fish and follow so, it. So, Tony, they're they, they catching those for bait? They freeze them? Or? I think they're catching them for these big fish factories, you know, where they mush them and make fertilizer okay, and I got you. whatever else right. they do with okay. these big. But the problem is that I think they're only uh, allowed a quarter of a mile close to shore and now people are starting to feel like the CCA uh, yeah. guy, I'm trying to think of his name, Sasson, uh, wants to see him with a one-mile limit yeah. and uh, not being able to get any closer to the shoreline because, as we both know, uh, the speckled trout uh, follow these uh, pogies. Yeah. And, and I want to uh, say this time of year the specks start coming. Well, when we get a little cooler, you know, another cool front or so, is the time of year when the specs come in, you know, where they yeah. wait, always wait for the little cooler weather. Anyway, you know, the the problem is, uh, you know, they abandon some of these nets with all these fish and right. the smell and yeah. uh, the the rotting carcasses of uh, the fish and not only uh, the pogies but the redfish in there, even every once in a while a dolphin. Uh, yeah. They'll catch uh, crabs. Uh, I you mean, just uh, turtles, too. Oh, they, another one. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, and all kinds of other fish that just happen to be in the uh, the netting. And uh, basically, you know, the Manhattan are by far the state's largest fishery generating. You ready? 900 million pounds for these two outfits, the two foreign-owned Manhattan fishing companies that operate in Louisiana. And uh, most of the hot dog-sized fish, and that's the pogey, okay. you know, are ground into health supplements, fertilizer, animal feed, and that's what they use it for. All but right. uh, anyway, it's uh, just time to see some of that, uh, Rick, stop. I mean, uh, you know, the biologist, uh, the Manhattan nets, which are typically, these nets are 1,500 feet long, and they catch everything in their path, including the occasional, as I mentioned, dolphin, seabird, anglers, say dead redfish, all too uh, common in their sight, you know, and uh, with that uh, uh, David Crescent of the CEO of the CCA Association of Louisiana said this month's bill, a further proof that Louisiana needs to restrict the Manhattan fishing near the shore. Like I said, I think they're a lot a quarter of a mile, but I, I'm sure they're not people out there checking on them, how close yeah. they may get to shore. And uh, he goes on to say, Crescent goes on to say that we need a minimum one-mile buffer to stop this from happening. The industry can catch what they need a bit further out, just not so close to shore where redfish and other species are spawning. Well, Tony, how about if if you throw a, like they do, you know, uh, a certain size, but not only that, a certain time of year where you can troll for these fish. They're going to have to do something. Yeah, anyway, in just three years ago, wildlife fisheries leaders voted down a proposed one-mile Manhattan fishing exclusion zone along the entire Louisiana coastline. The buffer would have mirrored restrictions enacted in Mississippi and Tennessee. So they both do it. Florida and Alabama have effectively banned commercial Manhattan fishing. Uh, last year, the state enacted a smaller quarter-mile buffer. That's what I was talking earlier. Okay. Uh, buffer along much of the coast. Uh, Daybrook uh, Captain, one of the big uh, companies, received the first citation under the new rule when his 150-foot ship was spotted close to the Terrebonne Parish or in July. So uh, Yeah, I remember that. You know, it needs yeah. to be done, Rick. And uh, just the constantly... Uh, 
uh, fishing these uh, fish. And I realize people got to make money, but uh, yeah. not at the, well, the limits of dumping fish. Yeah, you're killing, you know. you're killing a lot of unnecessary, you know, that, that you're not using and just throwing away and that people could eat, you know. Anyway, it's, uh, it's something that uh, – the state needs to address, and uh, and yep. people wonder why the spec fishing uh, in right. our area is down. Off. Yep. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. when they're catching 900 million t- uh, pounds of uh, uh, pogies, <laughs> uh, that's a lot of pogies in, in my book And uh, 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 yep. with that. So, uh, and like I said, the speckled trout, uh, that's their delicacy. They love to eat and chase, so uh, keeps them going. And, uh, you know, they're size of a hot dog, uh, basically. Right. Not real big of a fish, but uh, there are fish that the specs like to chase. So, and there are plenty of them. Anyway, time to take our first break here on uh, the Fishing and Hunting Show, or KNE, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. And Ragin' Cajun Foods, delicious lines of seasoned red beans, white beans, black-eyed peas, sweet jalapeno relish, Ragin' Cajun roux, rice dressing, gumbo, Jambalaya, etouffee, shrimp and grits, seafood bisque, and the new Ragin' Cajun stovetop shrimp oil, gator rub, and sizzling steak seasoning. Ragin' Cajun, the original recipes have been handcrafted here in Acadiana since 1985. Folks, ask them for that Ragin' Cajun. Save bomb. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza. And delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza. 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. And uh, just an update, too. This was uh, a press release that came out uh, uh, Wednesday. And, uh, of course, the statewide burn ban could be lifted uh, for some areas uh, next week. And the state uh, burn ban could be lifted uh 
In those areas, officials say the decision will be based on the moisture levels and the current threat to wildlife. One uh, state TV station spoke with Mike Strain, of course, he's the Agricultural and Forestry Commissioner, who said that state officials decided to extend that ban another week during a meeting uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, in August, of course, Louisiana, over 500, I, I, I didn't realize this, 500 wildfires across the state yeah. with more than 53,000 acres lost, setting a record as the worst fire uh, wildfire season in the century so uh louisiana's four largest wildfires were up at tiger island uh a fire in burgoyne parish burning thirty-five thousand acres meanwhile a nine thousand acre track uh, off uh louisiana highway 113 over in rapids parish of course the lions camp uh, fire road and elizabeth fire of course elizabeth used to have the big uh, trail rides i know i've went on a few uh, out in Elizabeth, which is a little bit north of Oberlin, out in that part of the uh, state, and which are still burning, but mostly contained, according to uh, one station. Strain says that they're, they're working on a strategic plan, what we're going to work together to devise a plan to deal with the bans across the state and are hoping to release it sometime, which will be next uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, with that, Rick, and as we all know, uh, folks, uh, especially with the uh, the dove season starting it up, uh, I think, what, September 1st, the doves cranked, or 2nd, the doves mm-hmm. cranked it up and uh, with that. And then, of course, the teal season began September 15th uh, last week, last, uh, I believe, Friday. Well, Friday, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, uh, and uh, with that, with the hunting, so uh, with the dryness still, even though we've had a few showers uh, mm-hmm. and some thunderstorms in the meantime. But, still kind of uh, dry, though. Yeah, you got to watch that too. Uh, it's just something we got to keep a hold on. So uh, with that, and, and speaking of that, uh, with with that too, uh, the drier weather means fewer teal for the opening day last mm-hmm. week, Eric. And I know you've talked to some buds mm-hmm. that went out uh, teal yeah. hunting uh, uh, last week for the first day. Yes, sir. It, what they told me, Tony, that uh, they went out Friday wasn't that good. Decent Saturday, but. They really, for some reason, had the better day on the Sunday, and I don't know why, but, you know, they, they, they had a few birds and uh, had a very good trip. It was in the Chafalaya Basin, and uh, they all stayed at the camp. He's got a real nice camp in the basin, and uh, for some reason, Sunday Sunday was the better day. Really? Yeah. Anyway, of course, the big key is if you find water, you're going to find the ducks. Oh, you yeah. know, that's the key, and the teal, uh, in this case, after last Friday's opening, for the 16-day teal season, as expected, uh, you know, summer's prolonged heat coupled with the uh, lack of rain has reduced the watery habitat for the yep. teal love. Anyway, teal especially, blue wing, uh, the first waterfowl to have breeding grounds, and they show up annually in our marshes. Agricultural fields as early as uh, late August, not this year. Warmer weather and the lack of cool fronts have kept these uh, migrants in the north a little bit longer. Of course, yep. water, uh, waterfowl uh, program manager for the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, uh, flyovers Monday through Indy showed noticeable lack of birds, about 129,000 in the southwest coastal parishes, 17,000 uh, along the uh, southeast coast, and uh, surprising 2000 in the Little River Basin, uh, a place called Catahoula Lake, which is kind of northwest of us up there along the river. Yep. Anyway, observation, they didn't see any green-winged teal, but that's uh, not surprising, they mentioned, because uh, the species usually deports the breeding grounds much later than blue wings. Yep. Uh, they saw a smattering of gray ducks along the coast and estimated fewer than 1,000, both in the southwest and southeast regions. The model duck, state's only native resident waterfowl, was about 15,000. 
So, uh, as noted, 16,000 black-bellied uh, whistling ducks in the southwest. So, uh, there are some ducks out there. But so, uh, anyway, about 148,000 blue wings is a far cry from the 264,000 in last year's survey. So, uh, the drier conditions uh, and still uh, not moving, uh, I guess, down south uh, with that. So, habitat's the key. Poor conditions with a lack of water right. and rain and the dryness. The marsh <clears throat> conditions in the southwest were four below the average based on water levels alone. So, uh, anyway, yeah. a lot of small pools and all. And even this, check this out. Uh, hunters were down, too. The Delta waterfowl latest news uh, isn't good. Duck hunters in the United States and Canada dropped to its lowest numbers in 60 years. Huh. I find that surprising, too. Yeah, anyway, right. the USA dropped 8%. Uh, Canada fell 10%, which for that is a country that uh, is a 75% decrease from 1978, and the U.S. number is uh, lowest since 1962. Dang. And uh, kind of surprising, too. So, yeah, uh, you're right. Tom. And, and with the weather, too, Rick, uh, with the dryness, yeah. you know, those birds like the, like the water yeah. and what brings them down here along with the nourishment they uh, get. And I uh, can't say, I can't recall the conditions up north right yeah. now being very cold. And, Tony, I'll tell you what I've been noticing a lot of, too, is these, uh, they call them Mexican squealers. Uh-huh. I mean, they're a beautiful bird, uh I don't know if it's that would be part of the duck family, but they're, they're really starting to spread out, and uh, they got a big flock that flies over right by my shop every morning. You know, like I said, it's just a beautiful bird, but uh, I don't know if they stay down here year round or they migrate. You know, but I've been seeing them a lot lately. You know, through the through the course of the summer, so I guess they just stay down here. You know, well, uh, you know, with like I said, uh, the model duck uh, usually uh, is up in this area and all. Yep. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, also to remind folks, the National Hunting and Fishing Day is to be held tomorrow, uh, Saturday the 23rd, uh, Louisiana National Hunting and Fishing Day. Uh, at four locations across the state, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries announced uh, Waddell uh, Wildlife Refuge in Baton Rouge, Woodworth uh, Shooting Range in Woodworth, also Tom Merrill Recreation Area in Bodco uh, Wildlife Management Area in Houghton and the Black uh, Bayou Lake National Refuge in Monroe will host this year's event. Of course, the... Uh, National Hunting and Fishing Day has become a tradition since it was established in the early 70s. And then uh, every fourth Saturday in September is dedicated to the Louisiana Popular Outdoor Pastimes. And the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries introduced its first event back in 82 in Monroe's district office. And each location varies, but all include exhibits and all. I'd say go to the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries uh, website and pull it up if you're interested in participating tomorrow in some of these events. And And attendees can try their skills at shooting ranges, fishing ponds, boating activities, learn about wildlife and uh, live animal demonstrations and all. So, uh, like I mentioned, you can go to that website and uh, pull that app and uh, look over it to uh, get uh, more info on it if you're interested. Also, uh, just a little little quick note here. Along the Atlantic uh, coast, along with Gulf of Mexico, blue crabs are cherished by anglers and chefs here. You know, blue crabs are one of the most highly sought-after shellfish throughout the range. It's my favorite uh, eating. Uh, a lot of people like crawfish, ball crawfish, uh, uh, barbecued shrimp, uh, ball shrimp, uh, 
man, I, I, it'd be hard for me to pass up a blue uh, crab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see these people, and it's starting to get a little expensive, too, to eat the blue crabs. I yeah. can remember as a child just going uh, crabbing out in every island area oh, yeah. and dropping nets and pulling them up. And, uh, of course, blue crabs mature. It takes them 12 to 18 months. and. Yep. Also, soft-shell crabs, that's another delicacy. Yeah. That so, I, the expensive, Tony, now? Yeah, now? they start to climb a little bit, too, now. Okay. Uh, anyway, and I think now you can go out there and uh, crab, and you're allowed to catch. Man, don't quote me on this. Uh, yeah, so many dozen, Ten, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, maybe two or three dozen, that's about it. Okay. Uh, but you could bring home... Uh, and I'm not sure if you needed a license or not, to be very honest with you. Uh, uh, check that regulation I think out. You I do, don't Tony stand Ford. by. Yeah, you call it like a drop net license? Yeah. yeah it's, don't, it's not much, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't stand with me. And right. uh, Anyway, but it's, you know, these crabs, uh, you can't uh, help but uh, enjoy eating those particular uh, delicacies. And I know there's oh, a yeah. restaurant in town without having given any publicity that I like to go to oh, and yeah. get them uh, sautéed and, uh, with a chef salad or something like that. Yes, and, uh, for me, that's a meal complete. And uh, anyway, uh, of course, those uh, those crabs uh, just enjoy fishing and uh, or crabbing, as I should say. Anyway, they grow in the molting process and they shed their shell before developing a new one. So uh, most males molt uh, numerous times throughout their lives. Females molt just once, right before they're ready to mate and breed. So uh, interesting. Did not know that. I did not know that Tony. E- either. Right. You know. So with that, so uh, if you like blue crabs. A lot of different ways to eat them, and uh, all, and uh, of course they're loved by a lot of sea turtles and animals can chew oh, yeah. on them and crunch them, birds, everything yeah. else. So, uh, so with Tony, is there any particular season or time that uh, some some of the old old knowledgeable people say something about the full moon? Is there any any truth in that? I've or? heard no. that stories too. I yeah. couldn't know why these old wives' tales. I often uh, wondered about that. Yeah, but you remember at one time the state of Louisiana put a, a, a stopgap on it where you couldn't fish for them right. or crab for them in, in the month of February. I don't know if they'd adhere to that, but they did it at one time because they yeah. were a little suppressed and all. So, yeah, because uh, they was making them clean up the traps. and you know That's right, yeah. picking up all the commercial fishermen because all those traps have numbers on them. They know who they belong to. Yeah. So, in the meantime, elsewhere, time to give out the tides uh, today. Of course, today, uh, February 20th, uh, February, September 22nd, the sun rose in Southwest Pass of Vermilion Bay at 656. The sunset's going to be at 703, but we're losing daylight quickly. Oh, yeah. Of course, the uh, daylight savings time is going to change again, I think, in the first week of November. Anyway, the high and low tide chart, the first high tide was at 345 this morning. The next low tide will be at 333 uh, this evening. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 23rd, sun's going to rise at 657 a minute uh, earlier, and the sunset will be at 702 a minute uh, earlier there. And high and low tide chart, the high tide will be at 2.50 a.m. Saturday morning, Friday night. The low tide will be at 4.46 Saturday afternoon. Elsewhere, Sunday, the 24th, uh, sunrise 6.57, sunset at 7.01. High and low tide chart, you can see that the high tide will be at 3.07 a.m. Sunday morning, and the low tide will be at 6 p.m. Sunday evening. In the average water temperature out there at Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, 79 degrees. Starting to cool off a little bit there, Rick, uh, here in our area. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Rick... um, uh, our sponsors each Friday, the reason we're here. Yes, sir. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And uh, with that, our motto is always, Kids that hunt and fish, don't steal and dip.